You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie. A weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie! What's on your mind? Howdy, stranger. What's going on, dude? I feel like it's been like six. It's been 87 years since I've seen you. Yeah, 87 <laughs> weeks. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we did the uh, Ask Mini for last week. Yep. And, um, yeah, we had a little uh, family trip. We uh, went on up to uh, Connecticut, visit Mrs. Meanie's family. You had some business. Yep. Yeah. Out in Vegas. It was very nice. It was hot, but it was great. Shout out to Brad Feinberg and his lovely wife, Corey, for hosting me for about four to five days. It was uh, it was great, man. The uh, The flight home was the shits, though. Uh, traveling west to east is always the worst. So the, it, was an, it was a red eye, which, you know, it, it's whatever. But uh, the plane kept getting delayed because the weather was the shits out here. Apparently, it was like pouring rain or something, so... The flight was supposed to leave initially at like 1045. It got pushed back first to 1130. Then it got pushed back again to like 1215 and then finally to 1250. Okay. So we get on the plane. We're finally on the plane and it's 10 or 1250 rather by the time everybody's on and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. Excuse me. Nothing is happening. And so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to try to go to sleep. So I get up or I, I, I put my seat back and headrest and everything else. I fall asleep and maybe like, I don't even know how long, what the time differential was, but I hear the pilot, the captain come on and he's like, oh folks, we got to go back to the terminal. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the occupants of the, you know, one of our passengers is, is not feeling well. And as I open my eyes, I see the woman that's sitting in first class. She's just puking all over herself and she's puking on the person next to her. She was so <laughs> drunk. She was so Marshall. drunk that she fucking closed her eyes. And I guess because of the plane spinning. And moving, like driving, she puked all over herself. So that was another like half an hour fucking wait. I didn't get back to Philly until I think it was like 9.30 hour time here. Oh, dude, I'm still feeling it, man. Direct flight? Yeah, straight shot from, uh, from well, it's Harry Reid Airport, but McCarran to PHL. Yeah, it was a straight flight. Dude, that's the fucking worst. Fucking, uh, well, thankfully, you know, we're going <clears throat> the little uh, inside baseball uh for my birthday, we're going to Ireland. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. And uh, we leave here, and then, like, we leave at, I forgot what time we're leaving. By the time we leave, it's, like, 
morning there. Wow. So it's like you're, you're going right into the next day, but then coming home, I mean, say we leave at like, say we leave at six o'clock at night. Right. When we get home, it'll be roughly, you know, five o'clock here. It's almost as if we never left, you know, it's like, you know, it'll be timed like it was an hour flight, you know, just with the time. But uh, even though it's like a six hour flight, but uh, yeah, traveling west to east is always the fucking worst. It's been, it's been bad, man. Like I, I feel like I've like, haven't really been settled since I got home. Cause I got home on Monday and I didn't go to work. You know, I, I took the day off. I took an additional day off got to my office, grabbed all my shit. Cause I parked there. Cause the airport's only like 15 minutes from my, my office. And I fucking, I get home and I'm like jazz. Cause I'm like, I had an energy drink and I'm like, Oh, I got to stay awake to drive home, you know? And then probably like two 33 o'clock I get home and I fucking had to lay down in bed. Cause like the whole world started spinning, you know? And I was just yeah. exhausted. I was fucking wiped. So um, still catching up, trying to catch up on my sleep. Like my eyes, I can see them more. I feel like I'm Jim Brewer, like I'm stoned. But uh, it's been nice, man. It's nice to be back here. Nice to be back recording another new show with you, Meanie. We have so much to talk about. There has oh, been yeah. so much happening in the world of our professional wrestling, our great sport. I uh, want to <laughs> give a shout out to the pod squad here who's joined us. Don't forget to sign up. Today at patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. You can join us uh, early and ad free by watching us here with our smiling faces, either in the morning or in the afternoon, whichever we end up having time to do. But let's start at the top here. Uh, Listen, folks, uh, you know, inside baseball, we are recording this the day that backlash is happening. Uh, So we are not going to give you spoilers. We're just going to talk about it next week. Uh, That way we can at least uh, have some things to talk about. But the draft happened uh, last week and at the beginning of this week. Uh, the quote unquote draft, which uh, I still don't know the exact premise for and why, who would like as far as the why of it. But uh, Papa H, Triple H debuted the big gold belt 2.0, the new world's heavyweight championship. And I want to get your thoughts on the new big gold belt. And let's pull that apart for a while. Well, uh, <clears throat> he debuted it and uh, everybody keeps compared to the big gold. And I'm just like, to me, I didn't even think of the big gold belt at first because it reminded me of the old, uh, there was a belt maker 60 in the 60s, 70s, maybe early 80s before uh, Reggie Park took over. Mm. Named, uh, there was a belt maker named Nikita Molkovich mm. who made classic, classic wrestling belts. He made the belt that... Uh, you know, uh, superstar Billy Graham or Bob Backlund or. Oh, okay. He, okay. He made my, one of my favorite belts is the NWA tag belts, the rock roll express held on the, that was on the uh, maroon straps with the gold plates. And then they did a 25th anniversary edition, which was silver plated on black leather. Ooh, beautiful. But it made me think of those. When I first looked at the new, WBF world title. I, I was like, man, that looks like the, the NWA tag belts. You know, the, you know, yeah, the mul- I'm yeah. pulling them up right now and it kind of does, man. It actually kind of does look like the NWA. Yeah. yeah. It has that curve at the top and then mm-hmm. they, there's like a point and then it curves down again. And then, uh, yeah, everybody else is saying big gold belt too. I'm like, nah, it looks like the NWA tag belts to me, but yeah, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I, I, 
look, <clears throat> maybe I'm in a minority. I actually like the belt. Yeah. Uh, maybe it could use a little bit more color. You know, it's just, you know, like, uh, you know, it's just, the, it's painted black, you know, like around the logo and on the side plates is black. And, you know, we've had belts, we have way more color, you know. Yeah. Uh, put a little bit of blue in the, you know, around the, uh, the, the, the logo where like quote unquote, the globe usually goes or mm-hmm. some red on the side plates. It could use a little bit more color, but yeah. the design itself, I really like, um, I did. It, it's, it's different than the big, just than a big, than just a big W, you know? Well, it's nice. I mean, I think they, I, I mean, there's definitely shades of the, the, you know, WCW title and the, you know, the original world champion or world heavyweight title that WWE introduced, um, which I think was kind of the goal. Like that was always the rumor that, that Hunter was, was big into bringing this belt back. He wanted to bring this championship back. I think most fans identify him with the big gold belt anyway. So I think to him, it's probably something special there, but I agree. I feel like, like I'm looking at a photo of the belt now and I feel like kind of the studs around the top and maybe even around the sides could have used that red that they used to put on the belt, you know, like that may have really made it pop, especially if it's going to be the raw belt. You know, I feel like if we're, cause we, we kind of already knew that Roman was going to SmackDown. I mean, that was kind of an, an obvious like dead giveaway there. There was no way he was going to stay on the raw brand. So I think maybe they could have, I don't think that the actual leather part of the belt should have been any color, but I think definitely some kind of pop here, but no, I mean, I love it. I think it's a gorgeous belt. It's probably my favorite belt right now, as far as a design purpose or design feature right now, I think it's my favorite. Um, and, um, it's better than a new intercontinental belt. Yes. Yes. Not a big fan. No big circular. And I, I I mean, you know, Gunter makes it look good and I feel like it it works for him, but as far as longevity, eh. I'll say this is like, um, I was so pissed after Steve Austin won the world belt, the, he won the winged eagle belt. The next night, they debuted a new belt. I was like, "What?" Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Oh God. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I did that. Right. <laughs> uh, probably one of the worst chants. But not not only got Steve, it, it works for him. But 20 years later, people uh-huh. are still there. I'm like, "Oh my God, make it but stop!" Then again, yeah. Then again, it's on the wrestlers to not have that cadence to elicit the what you know right if you, if you stop suddenly people are going to go what you know because they've been conditioned it's romans uh, really i've noticed romans really good about that Ro- the way roman speaks is the cadence and the flow of it and even cody like you can tell that they're purposefully it's almost like there's a purposeful action there that they're they're speaking in a way that you can't get a what in edgewise which i think you know it, it's the sudden stop yeah you know that people go what you know but uh uh, yeah, so they, you know, he wins, uh, Steve also wins the Winged Eagle, and uh, they debuted a new belt. I hated it. Yeah. Wherever he hated it. But then when Triple H won it, I was like, oh, that belt looks better. Yeah. I mean, they updated a little bit with the uh, the Scratch logo. Because mm-hmm. when uh, also won it, they still had that Block logo. Right. But then they updated it. They put, they took it off the blue leather, put it in black leather, and put the scratch logo on there. And when Triple H won, I was like, man, that looks good on him for some reason. I don't know what, not for some reason, but, you know, uh, it just, 
fit his physique, you know? And like you said with Gunther, yeah, he kind of makes that. Inner, I'm not a big fan of the design, but when it, when Guther wears it, it actually looks like it, it was made for him. Like, uh, in my mind, the old, uh, there's a NWA U.S. title, Barry Windham wore, that looked like it was made for specifically for Barry Windham. You know? Just, yes. Yeah. Yeah, some belts just look like, it looks like it was made for Lex Luger. It looked like it was made for, the key to coal off. Right. You know? Right. If somebody else had worn it, eh, maybe not so much. But uh yeah, this new belt, very interesting. Uh or they're they're having a tournament for it. Yeah, so the tournament starts this week. Um which yeah, there's definitely there's like layers to this, right? Because there's been so much discourse, which because of course there is, on, you know, the wrestling Twitter sphere, which but uh yeah. they're having a tournament. Uh, this week's well, so backlash is today, so it would have been Saturday when you're listening to this, um, and it starts tonight, and then they have another one on um, on Friday, I believe, and I think it's a triple threat if I remember correctly for both nights. It's a triple threat match, and the winner of those triple threat matches, I believe, both of those people then fight for the title, and it's going to be so. It's like it's kind of convoluted, right? It's going to be someone from Raw and someone from SmackDown. And whoever wins, if the person from SmackDown wins, then they're exclusive to Raw because the belt is now an exclusive to a Raw brand. So, um, and then that match happens at Night of Champions at the end of the month. Um, I think it's May 27th uh, in Saudi Arabia. So, that's where the new champion will be crowned there. Um, In a way, that kind of makes sense because there have been rumblings that um, Saudi was pushing for a title change on their soil. Yes. Uh, that, you know, the rumor was they, they were going to say if, you know, Roman's streak was going to end, you know, to end it on at a Saudi show, just so they could have some, you know, they, they got some history in the, uh, the lineage of the WWE title. So, right. so if you're going to crown a new world champion, this kind of appeases that want from, uh, the Saudis who wanted a, who there had been a rumor that they were pushing for, you know, some kind of title change on one of their shows. Which again, I think is, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, uh, I know the rumors that we talked about before were that, you know, potentially they were going to throw them a shit ton of money to have them, you know, Roman drop the title. Um, there's been a lot of talk about though, that they're like, Oh, this is a consolation prize. Like, Oh, you know, it's second place. You can't beat Roman, so you're going to get the belt. I, I, do you think, well, let me ask you, because this is mine of the meaning, not mine of the Adam. Um, do you think that it is, do you think that the belt comes off as a consolation prize? Or do you think it's just them fulfilling a need because business is so good with Roman that they're just, you know, like, let's face it, he's going to beat Pedro Morales' record in the next couple months, which I think, so he hits a 1,000 days at Night of Champions. Pedro Morales has a 1,027. Rumor and, innuendo, it, rumor and innuendo would have you believe that he's coming for Hogan's record as well. Do you think... Uh, uh, was that my... Uh, your cell phone cut out. No, uh, <laughs> I went in a tunnel. No, what they're saying is, is that Roman may be potentially going for... Uh, to overthrow Hogan's record, which I think last... He would hold the title until September of 2024, if that was the case. Um, God. Do you think that this is, do you, do you view this as a consolation prize 
or do you think this is just a, a, a metric of business to make sure that the that everything stays solid with Roman? Here's the weird. Here's the weird thing. It's like you're separating the universal and the world belt. So they're taking the world titles lineage to Raw, and Roman's going to be the undisputed universal world champion, whatever. Right. So, but Pedro and Hogan weren't universal champions. Right. So, if they're taking the the the, the world title, they're splitting the world and the universal title, and the world title is going to Raw. Doesn't that just break up the streak? So, this isn't even a split. They're key. So, this is technically the third world championship now in, in WWE because they haven't fully merged the Universal, and the WWE Championship. There's still two belts that he holds. Now, as far as it goes, I guess, online, they're saying, you know, it's the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. So that's another question that a lot of people have is like, okay, well, is are they going to now merge the Universal with the WWE title? Are they going to then combine his reign? You know what I mean? Like, make it, like, make the lineage the same, but... Does the title run mean the same thing because he doesn't have the black belt? Like, it doesn't make an, you know, like there's, it's all play. And it's like, I know they're big about their records and stuff, but yeah, like, I think that there's a lot of questions about that. It's like I'm driving up from Delaware. I could go in 295 into Jersey, which is still technically 95. And right. Or I get 95 in through Pennsylvania, which eventually catch up to, 295 when 95 goes over to Jersey anyway and just merges. So, right. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what it's like. Somebody did a really funny Photoshop where, you know, Romans wearing all three belts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, in a way, this belt's kind of like a necessary thing because if Romans coming back on house shows, Right. And you're going to a house show and you're not getting a world title match. You know, it's, you know, it kind of, it's, it's bad for business. Brother. Uh, brother. Uh, yeah. They, they kind of need a world title match on the house shows. I, I granted, I haven't been following the house show, uh, the, uh, results, so to speak. So, but like, you know, Roman did a, a, a interview after one of the house shows saying he might not be doing these as much, you know, meaning house shows. So if they're taking away house shows, I mean, after, you know, Romans not take, they're not taking away house shows. If Romans doing cutting back on house show, doing house shows, sorry, first day with the new brain, <laughs> uh, um, then they need some kind of world title. They need an attraction for these house shows. So if you need a world title for the house show, yeah, it's almost it's almost like the uh, universal, uh, the undisputed WWE universal title is becoming a TV title because you might only see it on TV, right? You know? <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, look, hey, I'm I'm not slagging on Roman either. He, uh, I mean, he's been there for a while, and I get you know wanting to come back on the schedule just from a physical standpoint, and you know want to preserve your body. You know, uh, wrestling's, you know, a huge TV business and 
you get hurt on a house show and you're not on TV. I get that as well. So there's, there's many aspects to think about many, uh, focal points as Paul's as Mahoney would say. Um, <laughs> um, there's different ways to look at it as a performer, you know, maybe, you know, his body was, maybe he needs a couple extra days to, uh, recoup, you know, like I've been telling people lately, you know, privately, I'm not really trying to do too many fucking indie shows anymore because dude, my body just doesn't recover. I'm going to be 50 May 8th, this May 18th. I'm going to be fucking 50. And, uh, I'm flattered that people, you know, still want to book me or they think I'm somehow they think I'm younger still somehow. (laughs) But, uh, dude, I just got, I, I just, I just been discovering new pains, mm. you know, uh, the other day I w- went up to step and I, I got this sharp taint. I've been having a sharp pain in between my shoulder blades. That's like, got me going, Oh, you know, just God. like, where did, that, where did that come from? You know, <laughs> you, you go down a, a sharp, uh, step and you know, your whole, your whole back just goes, Nope. You know, it's just like, fuck. You know, do I want to do shows? Absolutely. But, uh, they need to be meaningful. Right. You know, not to make, make this all about me. I know we're talking about the title, but I can relate to Roman wanting to come back on, you know, doing house shows and strictly focusing on TV and pay-per-views or premium live events. Pal. Uh, I get it, you know, and, um, you know, so there's that need for a, 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 to have a belt that could be, you know, ha- you know, main event of the the live events, the house right. shows. So I get it from all all uh, all perspectives, but I can see where the fans are confused too, because now there's a, this like third. I didn't even look at it, you know, as a third, you know, world title, but with the brand split and shit like that too. So who knows? It's 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 going to be interesting. I know that uh, I took a long way around to just go. Who knows? <laughs> That's a right, man. No, but I get it though. Like, because again, you know, Roman is Roman's my age. I think he's going to be thirty eight this year. I think he was born in eighty five. So, like, bless. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, he's in the prime of his career, but he's also in a position where it's like, how much more of this do I have to do? How much more do I have to prove? Which I get, but like, I think there's a. No, Hollywood's going to come knocking for him. Absolutely. And I, again, it's like, I think we talked about it a little bit. We touched on it, you know, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Cody winning and, and Roman losing the title and the whole thing. Like, uh, I really don't know how much gas is left in the bloodline story. I really don't like, I don't know how much is left. I don't know how much more they can do. It feels like they're starting to lay the seeds for the cracking of the bloodline now with Jay and Jimmy and solo. So I think that's definitely coming, but how much longer do you make Cody, you know, and then it's like the question is, okay, so if Cody wins the big gold belt, does that mean it's a consolation prize? Like, how does that work again when he wants to face Roman? You know, like, I think that's a lot of the questions as well. And I'm not interested really in fantasy booking it because it's like, you know, I'm just trying to wait and watch it out. But like, do you think that, well, I guess that's a question is, do you think that would hurt Cody as a performer? Cause you, you know, you've booked and you've been in the industry before. If he wins the big gold belt, do you think that hurts his chances of eventually toppling Roman for, you know, the major get? 
I don't know. That's an, that's an interesting perspective as it being a consolation prize. But, you know, my, if I'm a wrestler and I'm working and I'm cutting promos, I, I'm out there saying, is this the belt I've, I've been wanting? No, but I'm a performer. I want to be the best in my field, the best on my show, but the best on my brand. If my best, my brand is raw, I want to be the best wrestler on raw. And this is the championship of raw. Right. Exactly. So I, that's how you got to word it. it. It all depends on how you word it. You know, uh, you know, you know, I've wanted, you know, Roman, I want that title, but you know, the, the laws of the WWE dictate that I have to be here. I, I have by law I, or whatever, I uh, rule, I have to be, I'm, I've been, uh, you know, uh, drafted to raw. So, uh, this isn't, uh, this is the end of a road. It's just a, uh, delayed destination. Right. You could, this is, uh, it, this, this is, uh, well, yeah, you can actually say this is a delay in his goal to win the father, win the belt his father never won. But, but then again, the, the belt they're having, that should be the belt. That should be the title. I still see it. If they're saying it's the world WWE world title, that should be the lineage of Hogan. Right. That, that's where I'm getting confused with this whole fucking thing. Meanie. Yes. Manscaped is here with a deal you can't pass over this Easter season. Do you see what they did there? That was real fancy. Uh, they've, got, like, <laughs> they've got the tools to give you the beautifully decorated eggs of your dreams. Just because it's Easter doesn't mean it's okay to hide those bad boys behind all that tall grass. So make sure your downstairs lawn is mowed. Go get yourself feeling as sweet as candy by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping using promo code MindMeanie. Meanie, how are the crown jewels holding up this Easter season uh, using the products from Manscaped? Uh, the Meanie eggs are uh, well kept uh, this this Easter season. I, uh, I love the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop uh, Preserver and uh, Ball Deodorant, the, the Crop Reviver, the Toner, the Performance Products or Briefs, which are probably the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever worn in my life. And uh, to top it off, they give you a beautiful, handsome, travel bag to keep it all in uh you know i'm getting to that age now where i'm getting a to go to territory i need that nose and hair that nose trimmer the, the hair trimmer and you know uh the, the crop the, the crop preserver and the deodorant and revive i need all that stuff at you know i'll be 50 next month it it's, it's coming into play but uh thanks to uh manscape uh you know I, i'm looking my best and feeling my best and that's, that's what it's all about, is looking and feeling your best meaning. And it's also time to put the mini eggs into the perfect basket with the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped. Inside this ball care buddy basket, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker 2.0, ears and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, 
and the Performance Boxer Briefs, which absolutely are the most comfortable pair of boxers I have worn in my entire life. Uh, and a travel bag to hold your goodies, not just the ones that are being held by those boxers. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is an elite electric trimmer. It has their proprietary advanced skin safe technology that is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and equipped with a LED light so you can keep those eggs on, you keep those eyes on those eggs even in the dark. The Easter Bunny also mini will let you know dropped off an extra special gift with a performance package by adding the upgraded Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ears hair trimmer, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. And Lord knows I need it because if you can see me right now, I got some hangers, man, looking like I have a full grassy knoll inside my nose. This package also comes with their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Yes, you heard that right. This is ball deodorant that can change your life. April is Easter, but it's also Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, meaning. And Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support to fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as a part of their We Save Balls initiative. So definitely a great time to get these products right now. Don't forget to check your balls. And this is serious. I know we like to joke around in these ads, but it's serious. Check your balls. It can save your life. So go to Manscaped right now, manscaped.com, and save 20% plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. Hop! Meanie into the best deal of the year with Manscaped. And as always, we thank them for sponsoring the program. Well, again, it's like it's it's they merged. So if I recall correctly, when when Vince bought WCW and they merged the titles together when Jericho won, they merged the lineage of the WCW title right. with the WWE title. Right. And I think the big gold of WWE territory from like 2002 didn't sync up with the original WCW, which I think is a, I think that was a wrong choice. I think they could take that lineage, move it to the Triple H era, big gold, and then take that, all of those lineage and move it back to this new big gold. I think that would be, that would make sense for me in my head if we're looking at it and it's like, okay, well, in my mind, that makes more sense now because now Cody is winning the same belt his father won. And then that is like, you know what I mean? Like that's the step in the right direction where it's like, okay, well, now I've I've met my dad where he was. Now I'm going to take the next step that he couldn't do. Here's what WWE needs to do. Like when Triple H took over for that little bit, you know, for, I mean, he's still in charge, but right. when he first, first started, they started having like these lineage packages they did the the package for the intercontinental belt they did the they need to do like some kind of updated lineage of what the history of each belt means as of where we stand so the fans viewing at home know okay this is this belt that is that belt and this is this belt it's kind of like how boxing was back in the day you know remember when tyson won like the three world titles yeah there was the green uh, WBC title, and who the fuck knows what the other two? I was like IB, IBF or something. I don't know. 
But like it's kind of getting like the that point, like you know, boxing was kind of getting a little convoluted. There's too many world champions. Yeah, I, I, a little bit watered down, I should say. You know, and Tyson's walking the ring with three belts. Right. You know, it's kind of getting into that territory where like now there's like a WWE has a third belt. They have the Universal WWE WWE World belt. Yeah. Three fucking belts. You know. So according to you know online sources about the the heritage and the lineage of the belt the wcw title shares the lineage with the big gold belt i guess you could call that big gold belt 2.0 uh from 2002 to 2013 and then that belt was then merged with the wwe title so that's possible that that is how they're going to do this um but i definitely think they need they need a little bit more explanation and and context with this because it's and we get a graphic. <laughs> I, there actually is one online. Yeah, I'll put it oh, in. Really? Yeah, there's one online that that kind of like goes over it and heritage right. versus lineage. And I don't know, man. Listen, I'm just like what I'm excited about. And again, you know, mind of the atom here. But I, what I'm excited about is the fact that it's going to give a lot of these guys who haven't really had an opportunity to beat Roman or be in like the main title picture gives them an opportunity to elevate to the top level. Right. Because it's going to be if it's going to be held at the same level as Roman's titles. Now you have guys like Cross. You have guys like Knight. You have guys like uh, like Kofi could be put in that title picture. Gunter. Right. You have all of these guys that are going to elevate this title to be the working man's belt. And I think it's a win for everybody. It doesn't matter. You can say you're a world champion in WWE. Sure. It may not be like the main title. But right. even though Christian is still a world, a WWE world heavyweight champion, Mark Henry is still a world heavyweight champion in WWE. Like it does, it's not, there's no difference as far as like, you know, using that on your, on your resume, I guess. But um, no, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm curious to see where it goes, but I hope it doesn't hurt, you know, as far as the track. Cause I still, I still think Cody's the guy to beat him. Um, but it's still, it definitely makes me question the, the end of Mania a little bit more now. It's like, okay, well, what was the point of this whole thing? But Hey, uh, remember when people were mad about Gunther's name change? <laughs> so, that, simpler times, Meanie, simpler times. Remember that outrage? God, dude. It was, what, what was he, Walter? Walter, yeah. Who yeah. gives a shit, man? He and doesn't. They're, they're like, okay, you're, you're Gunther now. And, oh my God, how can you change his name? You're burying him, you're burying him. Yeah. Guy's got the intercontinental belt. He's fucking killing it. He's, he's doing amazing work. He's coming up, I think, on on the fucking honky tonk man's record. I'm looking up the stats right now. Um, but here, here's the thing: is like people are so outraged, and then the outrage subsides. So, anytime like there's this new controversy or new outrage, I just fucking ignore it because yeah. in a matter of months, it won't fucking matter anymore. Yeah. And now as he. We're accustomed. We're so accustomed to calling him Gunther now that I forgot he was Walter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's, who's who's Butch? Butch, who's Butch? was uh, Pete Dunn. Yeah, I forgot that he was Pete Dunn. Yeah, he's been Butch for so long since then. I forgot Pete Dunn. I forgot his name was Pete Dunn. Yeah, and so so the Honky Tonk Man has the longest reigning single run of the. Intercontinental belt at 454 days. As of today, Gunther's at 328. 
and I would be hard-pressed for them to take that belt off him anytime soon because I think they're going to let him ride with that for quite some time. But they're, they're probably doing it just to take the piss out of Honky Tonk Man. I'm sure, so. yeah. I mean, you know, getting fired by Eric on your first night in the job and now losing your fucking title. Well, and if they, you know, have Roman go with this, you know, reign, no pun intended, um, or pun intended, fuck it. Yeah, I, feel I, feel, I feel adventurous. Let me pun away. Um, it could be a way to further push back the Hogan era in a way. Well, right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the next conversation is like, that was the making, rumor. Making new history. Right, because they're trying to move away from Hogan. They're trying, I mean, you know, if they're trying to move away from Hogan, but like if they're looking at it in the context of, okay, well, you know, we want our generation star, which I mean, again, Roman doesn't really have to do much of anything else to eclipse Hogan. Um, Hogan was a phenomenon though. Like, I mean, people love him or hate him. And a lot of people have some reasons to hate Hogan, but like you can't, the, the, the character himself you can't deny what he did. What he did for the business. You can't take away from that. Like, yeah, you can have beef with him as an individual, but, like, what he did for the industry, we wouldn't be, you and I wouldn't be sitting here talking about wrestling if Hogan hadn't have done what he did. Who is the, oh, my God, who am I thinking about? Who's the big, the baseball player back in the day that fucking uh, Tommy Lee Jones ended up playing in a movie? Oh, uh, like, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, amazing baseball player, piece of shit human being. Right. You know, you, you could say, oh, man, he was a horrible guy, but you have to go, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, he, he you know, he would slide into second base, fucking spikes up to fucking purposely fucking stab his fucking, stab this guy yeah. fucking trying to take him out and shit. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, people have beef with Hogan. I get it. Right. But, uh in the context of what they're doing. Hey, hey, you know what? For all the purists to go, oh, my God, they keep switching the belts, blah, 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 blah. Right. They're, they're, they're actually going back to longer title range, which is I'm a, which I'm a fan of. Yes. You know, I was thinking last night we were watching uh, the fucking Hidden Treasures thing or whatever. And uh, they said, you know, Stone Cold was a six-time world champion. They were looking for, uh, you know, things from Stone Cold's collection. Right. And I was laying there. I was like, you know what? I'm more impressed when they say, like, to me, Harley Race's seven-time world title title reigns were more impressive than somebody being a 16-time world heavyweight champion. Yeah. You know? And, And that's not a knock on Flair. He was like, you know, he's had a couple phantom title changes that aren't really recognized. So technically he's like 16 or 17. Right. There was, there was one, uh, he, he had a phantom, he had a phantom title change in fucking Dominican Republic because he was just afraid if he won, he would have fucking been murdered in a ring. Yeah. <laughs> so he just, yeah. Just fucking right, you're winning. You're winning. Let me get the fuck out of here. Cool. Him and George. I don't know. Who but, did, uh, who did Inoki beat for the title? Was that Bob Backlund? So yeah. let me ask you a question because maybe you might know the answer to this. Why doesn't WWE recognize Anoki as their champion? I don't know. and Because technically that would make Bob Backlund a three-time WWE champion. Right, and it beats his streak. It would beat his title streak because they look at that as a combined run 
But I, right. like, I, it didn't make any sense. Was it because he was working for New Japan at the time? Well, WWE and New Japan had a relationship. Right. You know, when Hogan, Hogan went to belt, won the belt, he went back to New Japan as WWF champion. Mm-hmm. He had a ceremony with Vince in the ring with, you know, everything, everybody. There was like a Hogan and Noki match that, you know, Vince was like in the ring for, like they had a pre-match ceremony. So they had a working relationship. Um, and it's, it's it, it, that, that was kind of like a thorn in the, like, that's kind of, that might've been a thorn aside with, uh, Bruno in WWE because Bruno was loyal to Baba. Right. Right. But, uh, getting back to that, we getting back to backland. Yeah. Onoki won the WWF world title in Japan. And then they had like a quote unquote rematch at the garden where backland quote unquote won it back on Japanese TV, they said Backlund won it back, but WWE never even acknowledged the title switch in the States. So Which is silly. It, it's weird. Uh, that, and, and we complain about shit now. Like right. Nothing, right. All right. This is what they were doing back then. You know, Anoki got a rub of a, a WWF title win. And, you know, when they showed the, I don't think either wrestler came to the ring wearing the belt at the Garden for the rematch. So when Backlund won it at the one it back at the garden, it showed on T he was presented the belt after he won as if he won the belt back. But in America's eyes, he had never lost the belt. It's crazy. It acknowledged, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. You're right though. You're right though. Like people, there's so many people who complain about, Oh, everything's moving so quickly. And it, you know, yeah, that, that you're doing too much and like slow down and you know let the story build and now Roman's been champion for almost a thousand fucking days and everybody's like oh it's too long it'd be fucking blah, 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 you know and every time Dude. but again I I just said it earlier like it's whenever like how much line how much storyline is left in the bloodline but it feels like every time I say that something amazing happens I cut you off I'm sorry go ahead no 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 I I don't even know where I was going but uh. Dude, yeah, with the bloodline, I'm surprised they haven't called up a guy like Jacob Fatu or anything like that to like kind of come in. You know, I know they got solo and stuff like that, but eventually, if Jimmy goes on his own, you know, and they want to have like a, a newer, like a you know, they always have that one horseman that was like interchangeable. It went from like you know Oli to Lex to Barry, you know, but uh. If you keep it, you know, solo Jay and Roman, you have that, uh, you have that Lex Luger spot of the, uh, the bloodline where you bring in a new, so bring in Jacob Fatu, man. That, guy, that dude can fucking go. He's amazing. Incredible worker, man. Watched him with, with yeah. Hammerstone. Yeah. Yeah. He does amazing shit. Like I thought I did okay with like my size and doing moonsaults and stuff. That guy is fucking insane. Insanely good. So uh, if the right people hear this, you know, fuck, please bring Jacob Fatu up to fucking WWE. But, uh, yeah, that's just the state of where we're at, man. Just um, interesting times. I, I totally forgot there was a pay-per-view tonight. You know, Inside Baseball, we're recording at, it's currently 1057, uh, May 6th, 2023. The, the pay-per-views tonight, or the premium live events tonight. And uh, 
Oh, which I'll probably watch in McCuskers or something on my phone or something. I don't know. You know, thank God. Yeah, thank God we live in a time where we could just watch TV anywhere. Right you now, dude, I remember. Uh, you know, fucking. Uh, when CM Punk was going for the belt in Chicago, that that infamous night that he won the belt, went home, put it in the fridge. <laughs> I was at the. I was at a bar. I was at McCuskers. I was like, man, I, I, what's going on with the pay per view? And I'm like following Twitter on my phone and, you know, watching, you know, that's back, back in the day where you can, you know, follow, you know, now I get mad when people just spoil shit online, but I was looking for the spoilers because I wanted to see what happened with the punk match. And when he won, I like popped in the bar and they're like, what's wrong? I was like, ah, oh, see him punk won. <laughs> and, uh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, now I can go to the bar and just throw it on my phone, put P, you know, bring up the Peacock app. And watch fucking, I could watch a premium live event on my phone from the bar. So, uh, you know, dude, when the, the Phillies were in the playoffs, I went to go see Smashing Pumpkins. I'm sitting there, you know, the opener's on. I got my, I got the fucking game on my phone, sitting on the crowd watching, you know, the Phillies and Padres game, which Tracy popped and Mrs. Meany popped and took a photo of. But uh, <laughs> it's amazing what we could do now really is it's it's nice to be able to kind of like take this with me everywhere because like even for the Saudi matches like I'm I'm at work you know like I'm at I'm at the office that most times when the Saudi matches come on so now I can sit at my desk and 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 watch it while I'm working and it makes it easier bring a little tablet or whatever put it on the side or something right on my cell phone the whole I just plug it in I put my one ear pod in you know make sure I'm available at work and watching it at my desk but hey remember Remember when Walter was, when Gunther was Walter. <laughs> Pepperidge, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, hey, yeah. You remember when everybody freaked out about that? And everybody was like, oh, Butch, they're fucking burying Pete Dunn. I can't believe this shit. That's, uh, that'll be the show thing. Remember when Gunther, Gunther was Walter? <laughs> you remember when? <laughs> remember when Gunther was Walter? <laughs> Oh my god, man! Such a, such performative outrage over little shit, man. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, Look at me, I'm mad. Pick me to follow. Yes, it just doesn't fucking make sense, man. Like it does. Next thing. <laughs> Stupid, dude. Oh man, good morning. What can I be mad about today? Honest to God, man. What can I be pissed off about right now? Just put your feet on the floor, stand yeah. up, and do something besides just be mad have you have you tried touching grass have you tried yeah. going outside at least take a shit before you rage <laughs> go take a rage shit right go 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 sit down hunker down and, and just rage shit let one go <laughs> and let it rip because then you'll probably feel better like but. that meme of the kid at the hockey game going ah! <laughs> <laughs> me on the toilet ah! yep Walter! Yeah, that's yeah. literally what it feels like, man. Every time I open something, it's like, well, again, the to lead into the next point of the show, like it's the all in conversation, right? Like AEW. Yeah. AEW just did a fucking amazing thing. They sold 60,000 tickets to Wembley Stadium. Let me, uh, let me, uh, look at something here on my, uh, not to kill your fucking momentum there. No, you're good, dude. You're good. Uh, how about this? Well, 
Well done, AEW. I mean, that's a big fucking deal, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, they initially... They, well, actually, you know what? We'll give them a yokaz, too. Yokaz. And a fart. They, uh... Billy. <laughs> they initially did 35000 in their pre-sale, like, before it even went open to the general public. Yeah. Uh, and now they're selling... Now they're in upwards. They could potentially hit 68,000 tickets sold for uh, uh, AEW, which is the largest sale... I think it's the largest gate of any non-WWE pay-per-view or event in history, they beat WCW, they beat ECW, they did T- beat TNA. Um, that's an amazing thing. Like, that's not something to snuff your nose at. But now that the the dialogue and discourse on Elmo's Bird app is that, oh, well, they didn't actually beat WCW. And, oh, well, they didn't, you know, like, they didn't do this and it wasn't this. And, oh, WWE ran fucking the other stadium in, in England so they could take their mojo away from Wembley. And it's just like, why can't we just have nice things? Remember when uh, was Walter? <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> the new outrage. That's right. Uh, what did? Hey, and if they sell a couple more tickets, they could probably afford to pay CM Punk salary this year. So. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I look. This way, uh, all the fucking people from Europe who usually travel to America for WrestleMania get to stay home for an event. Yep. You know, just uh, I'm, uh, I'm what I'm saying is not taken away from what AEW did, but what they did was brilliant. Yeah. You're going to run a stadium show in England in August, which is prime vacation month time. End of summer, fucking. Gee, uh, what are we going to do this summer? We want to go to Vegas. You want to go to Disneyland? Oh, AEW's running a- in England? Let's go on vacation mm-hmm. to England. Fuck, I just did it when uh, Foo Fighters had the Wembley tribute show for Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. In September. Oh, shit. It's end of summer? Wembley Stadium? We get to walk around England for a couple of days? That'll be our vacation. So, you know, if this had been done any other other time, it, who knows? But, yep. um, you know, the book, uh, uh, you know, your first ever stadium. Well, it's not even really the first. Arthur Ashe is a stadium, right? Yeah. So it's technically not their first stadium show. So, or third, because they did Ashe twice. But um, it's, 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 it's a smart move. You're end of summer, months away. A lot of your uh, fan base is in Europe. It's your first time you're going to Europe, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people who, like I said, you, all the you know Europeans who usually come to America for WrestleMania get don't have to travel overseas or bust out the passports. They're there. So for all the Americans who have never been to England but uh, been looking for an excuse to go to, to London for a couple of days, they could buy a ticket, you know, get their passport out and go walk around, go walk about right. in, uh, for a couple of days and uh, see a great show. Just a matter of uh, who's going to headline. Enjoy some, enjoy foggy London town while you're out there. Dude, I, I was, I was lucky. London was beautiful. The times I went, it was, awesome. it was, yeah. Yeah. The Taylor Hawkins show was amazing. I'm sure. man. London, 
there's a, there's a slight little thing of rain right before when, and they're like, uh, we, we could ruin this for you, but we won't. <laughs> God's up there like, listen, Meanie, I uh, appreciate that you came all the way from Philly, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We might have to ruin this for you. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. I'll give you the local experience, you know? Give you the whole experience. Make sure you feel good while you're here. That I went and then I went and chat in a porta potty that didn't have a bucket. <laughs> oh my god! Where did it go? Sat there like a Hershey's kiss. <laughs> oh my god! Like, she just shattered the ground. No, oh, no, no. There was there was something there, like there was something for it to land on, like the <laughs> there's something for it to want to. <laughs> yeah. I stood up and looked. I was like, "There's like no flushing mechanism." It's the water, and nothing. I, I shot. It was like I dry docked without <laughs> going in the water. Dry docked. It's like the, the like the part of the 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 like when they're building the boat before mm-hmm. they launch it. <laughs> My boat was on land. But there was no water around. Oh my god, dude! Made a fucking German U-boat <laughs> in a body in Wembley. It's the shits. <laughs> so you know, you do that. You got to fucking peek around. Anybody's who's looking? Anybody, yeah, anybody in the vicinity of this motherfucker see me coming out? You know? Yeah. Is there a person in line waiting for to, to use this fucking thing? Jeez. There's, yeah, you get out and you want to run before you hear fucking react. Yeah. Oh, oi, who fucking dropped the shit? Yeah. Oi, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, governor. Oi. Oh, look at this. Hey, bro. Who left this hey, hey, bro, who left his life? Oh, bro. Seriously, consider eating salad, bro. <laughs> Might want to check. <laughs> Oi. Want a biscuit? <laughs> yo, bruv, have some digestive. Oh, yeah, yo, yo, bruv. <laughs> That's new. Yo, bruv. Oh, my God. That's, That's the hardest version of yo, cuz. Yo, bruv. <laughs> yo, bruv. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Uh, shout out to uh, Flatbed Mikey, who's probably in his truck pissing himself. I'm <laughs> recording of him going, "Yo, bro, yo, bro." Yeah. <laughs> I know a couple British dudes. I could probably get him to do it for us. Oh my god, dude! Yo, bro, yo, bro. I just imagine someone walking in and seeing this and being like, "Oi!" <laughs> Teeth all fucked up and shit. Yeah. Are you saying? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was a loaf of shit in Loaf. <coughs> fucking factory. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, Ooh. bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Are you oh. a boat landed in the porter pond? <laughs> oh, the blue guy ruined the loo. That's the name of the show. Uh, <laughs> the blue guy ruined the loop. 
Oh my god, dude. This is the best shit ever. I love it. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we have to transition now. Oh, and they asked me, I don't know how we can get better than that. Oh my god, dude. That was fucking great. Yo, bruv. Yo, yeah. Yo, bruv. Yo, cause. I got a question for you. Yes. <clears throat> Are you ready to ask me any? I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. Don't forget to tweet us your questions. Yo, bruv. Using the hashtag yo, bruv. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Using the hashtag ask Meanie, and you may hear your questions asked on the program. We got two this week from Mark and Dryden. He wants to know, hey, Meanie, can I get your guys' thoughts on Sid Vicious? Sid Justice, Psycho Sid, his time in ECW, and what is he like? Uh, the times I've met him, he was fucking cool. This fucking laid back guy seemed like very quiet, you know, cause from what, uh, he was on TV. You know? Right. Um, one time, uh, first time I met him was at a house show, WCW house show in Atlantic city. And I don't think he could find his way to the inside the, the arena. And this is around the same time, uh, Nancy Sullivan, <clears throat> aka woman, uh, security was giving her a hard time. I went over and like, she's like, I'm on the show. And the security's like, uh, and like a bunch of us fans went over and like, no, no, she's a, a wrestler. She's on the show. Security went, oh, okay. And I took a photo with her. But, uh, like right before that, Sid was like, like, how do I get in? You know, <laughs> but I met him like, you know, as a fan, as a performer. Uh, laid back guy, uh, but fucking say what you, say what you want. The guy's a fucking icon, yeah. you know, just one of the larger than life fucking wrestlers in the business, you know, from one of the, you know, just physique size from a uh, look wise, physique wise, look wise, one of the, one of the best performers just every now and then he liked to play a little bit of softball. You know, <laughs> you know, if it's softball season, the uh, card subject to change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I would say from the new, like, I guess the next generation era, he would have been a part of, like, I thought he was like my, my favorite, one of my favorite champions at that time, you know, cause Brett, Brett's going to be my favorite of all time in that, in that era. Yeah. Um, but there was something special about Sid. I don't know. As a kid, like he was just this big giant fucking dominating dude. And like, his yeah. power bombs always looked fucking incredible. Um, two-time WWF champion. Like, I don't know. He's he's certified in his own right. He looked great with the fucking wing knee. Well, talk about people who look good with the belt. Yep. Dude, I mean, I wish he would have stuck around a little bit. Imagine, like, you know, Sid versus Kane. Oh, you know, man. Prime Kane. Like, early, just came out Kane, you know? Yeah, Sid worked the Undertaker, right? Yeah, yeah. Couple, well, that's yeah. Sid lost the belt to Undertaker at thirteen, WrestleMania thirteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say part of this streak. Uh, shout out! It's a eleven eleven. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Hey man, yeah, we're a little lightheaded but, from a little lightheaded and goofy from all of our pooping and and laughing. But um, yo, bro, yo, bro. Now, I I think, like I said, I I I think people always ask those questions all the time. Like, who do you identify? This belt with and that belt with, and it's like honestly the winged eagle. And I know it sounds crazy to say, but like Sid is the person I identify with when I think about the winged eagle. I, you know, I think about Hogan sometimes, but like really, it's Sid. Yeah, 
with the fucking uh, the wing eagle and the fucking the leather vest. You know, the wing eagle yeah. is kind of like a sheriff's badge kind of thing. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, this looked old western kind of style, but yeah, Mass City was great. Yeah. Just uh, every now and then he would flake out to just go play softball. Any fun stories other than the one trying to get in? Any fun stories of working working with him? Never really worked with him. Uh, he went to ECW when I was in WWE. Mm. So, yeah, I watched on TV. The crowd would win ape shit, but uh, I don't think I've ever been on a show with him. I've always just like kind of like met him, met him. Just like, hey, I can't remember where I met him when I was in the business either. Mm. But uh, I don't know if it was at a convention or I don't know. But uh, very soft spoken guy, very nice guy. You know? He was another one of those guys like Jake Roberts that would talk real quiet and intensely and make you yes. listen to everything he said, which I think elevated his character to another level. Yeah. You know, he he yelled a lot, but there was also that part of him where it was like, come and listen to ye- me quietly. Yeah. When he yelled, it meant something. Right. You know? So, uh, yeah, he was great. Yeah. 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 People like to goof on him, but he was great. Yeah, big fan of Sid. Always have been, always will be. Mark and Dryden has another question for us. He goes, who on the list of call-ups, and he gives us a big list here, of uh, NXT talent, uh, do you see, well, let's just say, so do you want me to read you this list of NXT talent that got called up? or um, Please do. All right, so, <clears throat> he, so I'll read the list for you first, and I'll ask the question. So on Monday Night Raw, we have Indy Hartwell, Apollo Crews, J.D. McDonough, Zoe Stark, Odyssey Jones, Katana Chance and Caden Carter and Jinder Mahal and Indus Sheer. On SmackDown, we have Grayson Waller, Pretty Deadly, Cameron Grimes, the current NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Alba Fire and uh, Isla Dawn. And then two free, day, two free agents are Von Wagner and Zion Quinn. Mark and Dryden wants to know, who on these list of call-ups do you see getting over big on the main roster? And who could you see having a hard time getting over? Um, and this all, you know, I could say one person, I could say the other person, and then it just depends on how they adapt. But I could see Cameron Grimes getting over fucking huge. Big time. Big time. Fucking huge. You know what? I, you know, Apollo Crews was already on the main roster, so... He's just going back, I guess. Uh, who would have a tr- uh, trouble adjusting? I don't know because I don't know a lot of those guys personally. Mm. I'd, say, you know, if you talk about connecting with the crowd, I they all seem to have some kind of connection with the crowd. It's just a matter of adapting to one show to the other. So, but for me, uh, you know, Cameron Grimes has been around for a while. I think he was in Impact for a little bit. Uh, but for him to, you know, go up, you know, come up, go over to uh, the WWE roster, to me, he, 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 you know, he has unlimited potential. Yeah. Just like in LA Knight, like when LA Knight was doing NXT, like you knew he was going to be big on, the, you know, over on the, the WWE roster. Yeah. So Cameron Grimes would just be in that same vein of, yeah, once he goes over to the WWE roster, it's he's going to be uh, just as big. 
Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Cameron Grimes has the biggest upside here. Um, and especially because him and, and LA Knight had a program that was really fucking over in NXT with the Million Dollar Championship. And, you know, I yeah. think I think that one was really well done. They captured that moment with the Dogecoin and all like that. Um, right. You know, Jinder Mahal was also on the main roster. Like I, you know, I'm not even really sure why they were drafted down there in the first place. I think maybe it was just a reset for them, but... Um, I don't see him or Cruz having any issue. Um, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody really having any issue going over or like having a problem going over. It's, it's incredibly hard to tell. Um, I guess it, it, you'd have to wait and to see, um, what their gimmicks were, what the, what storyline they were going to be involved in. So, um, it's just nice to see that the, the talent is coming up and, you know, there's, there's more opportunity. I was a little surprised that Braun Breaker didn't get called up, but I, I think maybe they're working on ending the program with him and Cam and um, uh, the current uh, NXT champion. Oh my God. I just lost his name. It was in my head. How embarrassing. Um, what the hell is the guy's name? Carmelo Hayes. That's it. Him and Carmelo Hayes are, are still working a program. Um, so I would imagine that probably Braun will, will pull up afterwards and all he's got to do is be Scott Steiner. And I think he will uh, get over big. Uh, last question. Mo side gaming kick wants to know, um, I guess sort of the same question, which wrestler in AEW Impact and WWE has the most potential to becoming the next huge star in wrestling, in your opinion? Uh, I'll go with Cody Vance. Okay. I like Cody. A uh, uh, little bit of a... Uh, if I could show some favoritism, because I have, you know helped him a little bit, but, uh, you know, when he first broke in, but, uh, guy's got a great look. He can, he's got a motor. Uh, now they took the mask off him. He's just got to, uh, adjust to, you know, working without the mask and stuff like that. But, uh, I think Cody, uh, I think Cody has the upside to be one of the next big players in AEW. I agree. He's got the physique. He looks great here. He was part of the dark order. Um, so I hope now that he'll be the next, uh, the next big thing there. Um, no, I can see. Wow. He looks great. He's definitely somebody that could, that could he has a little bit of, uh, he has a little bit of a Matthew McConaughey kind of look to him. Yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely more of a, there's more of that Southern look. I'm sure they could, they could, they could probably use the McConaughey thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably the guy. He looks great. So. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> And all right to you. Thank you, everyone, for asking us your questions this week for the program. We appreciate it. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeany, and we will ask them on the show. Uh, Meany, I appreciate you. It's so nice to see you again this week, uh, to be Thanks. back together again live on the air. Uh, and I just want to know, so that the fans will know, where can everybody find you on social media? If you would like to follow... Uh, the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, maybe. Uh, at Blue Meanie BWO. Follow Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, all social media, at Blue Meanie BWO. If you'd like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself a BWO shirt. Uh, if you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to PressLintees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Get yourself a little Mind of the Meanie uh, logo shirt. Uh, help support and uh, boost our signals, as, they, uh, as the kids say. 
Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to colinelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code MEANIE or use coupon code MIND. Save 10% over at colinelbowbrand.com. Now you got your shirts, you're looking good, you want to feel good, smell good, look good, whatever. Go to madcatbeercare.com if you're a bearded fellow like myself. Uh, get the blue spruce, uh, get the blue spruce beard oil and bomb. Uh, my boy Josh Thornton's doing a great job over there. All proceeds go to taking care of feral cats. He collects them, he takes them to the vet, he uh, sends them back out to the wild. Uh, the figure collections bone crushing wrestler series one variants of myself, the blue meanie, are available now. All series one. Uh, all series one bone crushing wrestlers can be ordered now at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. I'm in love with these action figures. Simply amazing what they've done there at uh, figure collections. Uh, if you want the blue media appear on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P O D S T A R Z dot net. Uh, go over there and register your podcast. And uh, if you like a schedule appointment, uh, hit me up. Shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made uh, a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. Follow Jim on all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's G-O-I Kicks. Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, if you want to, you know, go over there, cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO and uh, get a video. Let's, uh, let's make somebody stay a little bit happier over there at cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. But most, most <sighs> first day with the new mouth. Most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on all social media, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, at least for right now until Elmo kicks me off. Uh, this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, it's not changing. It's a brand, pal. You can follow me there. You can also listen to my second show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net and listening to all the episodes in the archive. You can go pick up your official Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy by going to brothersgatter.com. Pick it up today. They are over 50% sold out, which is unbelievable. Um, thank you to everyone who's bought one so far. Thank you to everyone who's been sending me photos of themselves with these as well. Um, I think it's amazing. There's only 25 in existence, so once they're sold out, that's it. They're gone. Uh, for good, you can also go and pick up your two-pack of Mind in the Meanie, Mind of the Meanie with myself and the Blue Meanie together. Uh, go to brothersgatter.com. Don't forget to check out the Feinberg Method. Shout out to Brad Feinberg. Uh, use the promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase, not just physical well-being, but also mental well-being. Uh, the Feinbergmethod.com. Pro Wrestling slash dot com slash foundation radio. Pick up a shirt and support the show. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and support and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Become a part of the Pod Squad today. We want to thank the Pod Squad for being here. We also want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program and also the advertisers that you heard at the beginning and the end of the show. Special shout out again today to Carl Pinnell, Engineer Extraordinaire, and Sam Kreps, the Executive Voice. Meanie, I appreciate you for doing the show with us each week. We will see you again next week for the Blue Meanie. 
I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Yo, bro. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.